Welcome to the Sales and Marketing for Decorators podcast with me, John Mears, and I'm joined today by Dulux Decorator of the Year 2018, host of Two Decorators and a Microphone. It is Mr. TJ Decorating, Trevor Mangan. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? We haven't uh, spoken for a while, have we? I know. You, you've always got something else going on. Ah, uh, it's hectic, and it? it's gone it mad. Yeah, it's gone very, 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 very busy. Very busy. I um, shouldn't moan, though, should we? Uh, it seems there is a, the home Im- home improvement market in general is booming at the moment. Yeah. And uh, it's good. And long may it continue. Well, yeah, it's, it sort of brings us on to today's topic as well, doesn't it? 100%. See, I'll tell you what, we haven't spoken hey. for a while, but we ain't lost it, have we? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> Once you got it, John, you never lose it. <laughs> right today we are talking about should you hire an apprentice and it's very good to speak to you about this because you've just taken on an apprentice haven't you well i've got a young yeah young max he's um he's been with me well he's uh finishing college but unfortunately not at college for decorating he's at college for engineering so Which, strange enough, is what I went to college for. So it turns out, <laughs> if you want to be a good decorator, go to college and do engineering. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's been with me since about March time, but he's only done a couple of couple of days a week. So he's done a Thursday and Friday with me. Mm. But um, yeah, he's really keen. Uh, and I've been touched with, I've been really lucky with him. He's um seems really switched on and keen to learn. So uh, I think that's half the secret is finding um somebody that is actually willing to wants to keen you know is keen to learn and wants to get on yeah someone that's got the right attitude uh, well yeah i was i was talking um i've got a, I, uh, I don't know whether i should say it's not because you'll take the piss but i've got a business coach that i talked to on a monday evening and it's really out my business really made me sort of look at things totally differently but anyway he told I'm me a big, i'm a big fan of business coaches so uh, yeah yeah no, and everybody everybody else speaks oh it's a waste of money 300 pounds <laughs> a month well maybe but i mean my i'm not i'm not my angle on it is uh i used to go to my dad and when i you know when i had ideas to talk about and mull over mm-hmm. i used to go and see my dad and say look i've got this what do you think and he'd sort of be quite sort of level-headed about it all but unfortunately he's not around anymore and i don't want to sort of bore my missus with it and if i talk to ryan about it it's very black and white and it's like like the generation sort of you know so i've really got no one to sort of i'm not you know not trying to get the bloody violins out or anything (laughs) but i've got no one to sit down and talk stuff through with really you know that, that are unbiased that's the thing you know i talk to ryan and he's sort of one way talk to Mars, she don't really understand. she tries you know you know what your misses are like they do try and understand <laughs> you but yeah um but I yeah that is i think that's a big battle for all decorators or, or anyone who works on their own essentially any small business owners whenever i talk to decorators often i'll talk to decorators they'll call me up because they want to have a bit of a chat about sales and marketing or something like that and more often than not I can just sit there on the phone and not say anything. But the fact that they've got me to bounce ideas off, they end up coming out with all these brilliant ideas and what they should do with their business and stuff like that. And it's clear that they've got great ideas and they know exactly what to do. It's just they've never had anyone to sort of bounce it off of before. Uh, And once all the ideas come flowing out, they're just like, oh, yeah, before you know it, we've got this brilliant plan put together for them they created all of it and they're thanking me for it and it's like well <laughs> you yeah. did it all to be honest I yeah, just exactly, sat and, yeah. and the thing is it's just having the you know having someone there to listen to you they, nine times out of ten they know because they're running their business they know their business better but it's yeah. sort of having someone there like a sounding board and then having the confidence to go and do it yeah no exactly so it's um but, oh yeah, sorry, John. Well, but getting back saying, to yeah. getting back to the point was if he, that's what he told me about employing someone is he said attitude over experience every time. If they've got yeah. the right attitude, that's half the battle. You know, they can be qualified to to the to the hilt, but if they're qualified with the wrong attitude, you know, you said what's the point? So is uh, Max the first apprentice you've had? 
well, yeah yeah for a long time I, I can't you can't really count ryan because <laughs> he, I, I look at ryan as a training he was um it was extreme it, it, that was extreme training mark mark, mark one it was just <laughs> yeah and working with your family is a whole different and anybody that's doing that right now I, my heart goes out to you because it is hard work it really is you know it's it's good for you because like i say now i've got now ryan's moved on and i've got max it's like a dream it's so yeah. easy you know and <laughs> sometimes i'm a little bit harder on him than i really need to be because i'm sort of but no um yeah it max um i got him through sort of like a a, a mate of mine that said he was looking for you know i'm looking for a decoration oh, well, no, a lad and so yeah came along um brilliant he always beats me to work in the mornings so when i you know i think i've beat him to the job once so yeah he's always there on time um no he don't put his don't bring his phone into the job his phone's always left in his van uh uh <laughs> and he said to me today on to this guy <laughs> he said to me today he said yeah he said oh he said you're lucky he said i don't bring my phone in. and i said well no i said if you did i said you're always on it i said then it, that would be the end of that. I said, you, you know, it's not that difficult. But no, he's he has got the right attitude. He's sort of really good. He's good with customers. It's um, yeah, he drives, which is a bonus. So I've already put him on a. Uh, he's gone through to the Dulux uh, introduction of spraying course. Mm -hmm. So I've put him on that. So he enjoyed that, and he wants to get into spraying. So yeah, I've got sort of. There's I've definitely got high hopes for him. Anyway, he's good. Yeah. But Let's, I've been very. I appreciate that I've been very lucky because some of them, yeah, <laughs> some you just don't, yeah. I've well, had them in the past. Let's talk about that because all too often you'll see in the forums on Facebook and stuff like that. It's all ah, oh, you can't get a decent apprentice anymore. They're all crap. They've all got a rubbish attitude. None of them want to work anymore. They just want to sit on their phones. And uh, clearly, that's not the case because you've found someone like yeah. max i think yeah yeah like you say i think you're pretty pretty lucky to find him first yeah. time yeah uh, but we've spoken about this before haven't we about so often when you're looking for an apprentice it just starts with exactly what you had a mate knows someone who wants to do a bit of decorating and take yeah. on as apprentice there's no like you're not doing formal interview process you're not putting an advert out to find these people uh, yeah. like you would for any other position at any other company uh so i think that's part of the problem would you would you agree that I, I, i'm absolutely 100 percent agree with you i think some of the times we don't make it easy for ourselves yeah we're just we're so busy that we just oh yeah that'll do we'll give him a start see how he goes and i think if we slowed down and put not only for apprentices but other for you know like subbies as well or people who you want to take on the cars we just it's a, it's always been a case of you see a bloke on site, have a chat with him. He turns up with his tools mm. and he has a start. I think we need to make it a little bit, you know, we, I think you need to make it so that they think that if they do work for you, that they've actually achieved something, you know, yeah. that they're, not that they're lucky, but that, you know, make it, make, don't make it so e too easy for them to, you know, join your business, make it, you know, throw a few sort of obstacles in the way that they've got to get around or over. I think. You know, well, you think... any job that you've got to go through interview processes and and stuff like that. When you land the job, it's brilliant, and you you're you feel like you've earned it for it. Yeah, you feel like you've achieved something, and that will make you uh, value the job more. You're less likely to walk out on your second day. Whereas if it's just oh yeah, turn up on site with me tomorrow, and we'll give you a start and see how you get on. It's sort of like you can then develop the attitude of easy come easy go if it yeah. doesn't work out here i'll just yeah. walk down the pub and find the next decorator that will take me on for a and i think weeks. and i think if if that if that's the sort of people you're aiming at that's the sort of people you're going to get yeah whereas if if you sort of make your process a little bit more involved you're gonna i think you might get a higher caliber of person applying for it well and i think that goes for not just the hiring process but then sort of throughout because i no listening from your podcast two decorators and a microphone <laughs> quick plug there for you you're welcome Thanks, John. yeah uh that max's previous employer perhaps didn't have such a structure didn't have uh quite uh the same professional outlook on things well, uh, as well, yeah, you do maybe well i i do i enjoy 
you know, sort of seeing people sort of flourish and moving on and learning stuff. And yeah, whereas I think before he was just sort of sort of treated as a little bit of a you know, tea boy, a general dog's body, and you know, he didn't really have anywhere that he you know wanted to go. He didn't have a sort of. I've spoke to him about you know you know when he gets a bit more experience and a bit com more confident, then he can do this and we can do that and just have a little bit of a sort of like a, a bit of a vision for him rather than I think before. He just turned up, you know, make the tea, sweep up. And you can't go on like that. Well, I can't. You know, you, I think you need to treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. And if, if I was told to do that all day, every day, you're going to get fed up with it in the end, aren't you? You're not, you, can't, you can't see that you're ever going to get anywhere. So, yeah, this is it. I mean, this is management 101, is to get the most out of people. You need to – they need to feel like they're making a difference. Uh, so they're not going to get any enjoyment out of their job if you're just getting them to make tea and just do odds and sods and bits and bobs like that. So you need to give them, you need to progressively give people more and more responsibility so they can see that progress and you need to give them ways of measuring their, their success so that they know if they're doing a good job, if they're not. And yeah, you'll be, you'll have some sort of structure in place, I'm sure, already where it's okay, at this point you're doing this. And once you start doing a bit more training and once you've shown that you're you're skilled enough at X, Y, Z, we'll move you on to this and your pay yeah. will increase accordingly and stuff. People like to know where they're going and see some progress. And um, when you have someone in that position, then they're constantly looking to get better and they'll be more involved with the job and they'll have a better attitude and they'll want to do more for you so i think this is this is the other thing i mean you tell me have you done sort of much management work before because i know you've not always been a decorator yeah well i've done a little bit uh, when i was at travis but yeah. it's a long time ago and it's exactly funny to say i was thinking exactly the same where you were saying that is that another it's another skill that you've got to learn we're not mm. that you know well, I think the majority of us aren't natural, you know, managers or leaders or whatever. We just, yeah. if you've got that skill, you know, you're very lucky. But, but if not, it's another bloody string you've got to add to your bow. Um, you know, as well as being an accountant, a salesman, you know, a decorator, it's 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 like I've said before, being self-employed is bloody hard work because mm. if you work for a business, you'd have an HR department, wouldn't you? You'd have, you know, an accountant's department. You'd have all these people the jobs we do on our own are in bigger businesses, proper job roles for, for people that, you know, they earn a proper living at it. Mm. Exactly. I mean, management is, management is really difficult. Uh, it's something that I have done in a couple of roles over my career, but it's, uh, it's never been a huge part of my, my career. And it's something that I just, it is really difficult and you have to work very hard at it. And, uh, when you're in a management position, it's very easy to blame the staff that you've got and that you've just been dealt a bad hand. But I think in a lot of the cases, you need to turn it around and look at yourself and go, well, what was, what could I do better? How could yeah. I get more out of this person? Uh, because at some point you've got to think it's, I am the common denominator here. If you've had like five, 10 apprentices in a row, not yeah. work out, yeah. you've probably got to look at it and go, Okay, it's probably not the apprentices that are the problem here. It's probably me and my management style, and I need to learn and improve that. And I think a lot of it is that you don't have to um, always be. I mean, I hate it when people say, "Oh, we, well, I'll work for you." Well, you do in a way, but really, we're a team. Without you, we're not going to get. I'm not going to get the job done. Yeah. So we're not. It's not. I don't really like. I know you've got to have the boss, and you know, but. It's like a, I think it's a little bit of an old-fashioned way of looking at things, mm. you know. It's yeah, I don't. It's it's okay, but uh, you know, I don't really like. Oh well, this, you're the boss, and well, yeah, but we, you know, I take the responsibilities. But without you, I can't get much done. I need you to help me, and um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the one of the biggest thing is just to be aware of what you say and what you do. And as long as you keep an eye out for how you speak to people, then I think that's sort of half the battle is you know making sure you say the right things and don't try and, and be motivational and keep the spirits up and you know oh yeah you're doing all right and i know it's a bit airy fairy but me and max um 
have a chat on the way home or whatever in the van and just say on a Friday, you know, yeah. what's good, what, what do you think you, what do you think you've achieved this week? What what's so good? And, you know, and it doesn't have to be a formal thing. You just have a, we just have a chat in the van about, you know, mm-hmm. how was your week then, Max? What do you, yeah, what do you think you've done well at? What, what do you think you haven't done so well at? And just be interested really. Yeah. So, Simple things like that can go a really, really long way. Uh, I mean, not always, but sometimes you'll just catch it right. Sometimes, say, a hypothetical situation. Max might have had just a, a rough old week. It's been a long slog. He's knackered. He feels like he's ballsed up a few times. Yeah. Uh, and it will go a really long way at the end of that week, just before you drop him off or whatever you say, you've done a good job this week, mate. Well done. And, you know, you might say that every week and nine out of ten times it's just like, ah, oh, cheers, boss, whatever. But that one time when he's just had a bit of a rough week, it could really mean a lot just to hear those few words that he's done a good job. And you just think, ah, do you know what? It's, it's worth it. I'll, I'll be back Monday and away we go. And you never know when that time is. So building in regular feedback and just that's all it needs to be. Just yeah. a few words here and there just to keep them going, keep them motivated. Well, it, is, it was essential. It was quite good today because way, well, not way back, but when he first started, we were in a customer's place and um, house and there were some windowsills that needed stripping. Uh, the carpets in the bedrooms were going. So I said, oh, I'll go strip the windowsills. Um, anyway, so he went up there. Um, I went up sort of half an hour later. There was two rooms to be done. I went up half an hour later. He had to be fair. He had stripped the window sills, but there was no dust sheets down, and all the stuff, all the paint for the window sill was all over the all over the floor. Bear in mind the carpets were going, so it wasn't a big problem. But I feel that once you get in the habit of doing shit like that, you need to, you know, it's not a habit you need to get into. So if you're going to do it, put a dust sheet down as if this carpets were staying. You know, other people might disagree, but I think you should be in the habit of doing things properly. So, um, so I went and got him. I said, Max, I said. Uh, you know, you stripped them windowsills. He said, yeah. I said, well, what about clearing up the mess behind you? So anyway, he went up there. I could hear the hoover going. Then I could hear him coming down the stairs. I said, Max, have you cleared the mess up in the other bedroom? Oh, no, no. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, be, yeah. be handy if you could. Anyway, and so that sort of blew my mind. And I was talking yeah. to him today. I said, you know, you've got, oh, yeah, you're getting on better, Max. I said, but there was one time where you just blew my mind. I didn't know what the hell you were thinking. He said, oh, what was that? So we, I relayed that story to him. And he said, I said, I honestly don't know what's wrong with me. He said, um, he said, I felt embarrassed because I, I fucked up, he said, in front of you. He said, and the more I tried to get things right, he said, the more I sort of um, messed up. And, and I thought, to be fair, we've all done that. Do you know what I mean? We've all been that where we've tried really hard. And he said, I don't know why. He said, I'll come down the stairs. He said, I'm so, you know, I just wanted to get that out of the way, deal with it and get it done. He said, I forgot about the other bedroom. He said, I was just so concentrated on doing one thing right. And I think, yeah, he's, he's probably right. It was, you know, it was a stupid thing to do. And I couldn't understand why he didn't do the other bedroom. But, um, yeah, it's it's quite good then to be, leave it a few weeks or whatever, or month or so to go past, but then revisit it and, Say so, look, and, you, and when 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 everything's calmed down, and because in the heat of the moment, I was a bit pissed off about it to be honest. But to revisit it and just say, and then you get a bit of under, better understanding of each other as well, don't you? And See what I what I would say in in a situation like that is turn turn it round on you there. So there's two ways. There's the the way that you reacted, and I would say most people would react is. For fuck's sake, Max! Did yeah. you? Why yeah. did you not think? Just put a sheet down or whatever. Yeah. But equally, you can turn it around on yourself and go, "Do you know what? He's learning. Uh, I told him to go and strip the windowsills. Maybe I need to work on my communication as well." That's and that's then, exactly what my missus told me. That you, you yeah. know, you need to you need to spell it out step by step. Mm. And sometimes than... it might might sound like you're teaching them to suck eggs, but it's better to over communicate and so yeah. you could sit down when you're talking to max and go right we as a team here we need to learn from this so number one you need to take a bit more initiative uh, so putting a, a putting a dust sheet down really is not something that i should have to tell you yeah however i'll take it on board 
that also I need to be very clear in what I'm asking you to do so that things like this don't happen. And you just say, right, so, and we'll build, that's that's the new system is I will over communicate. And sometimes it will feel like I'm talking to you like a child. I'm sort of like yeah. over, over yeah. doing it, but realize that I'm doing that because I don't want to miss anything. Uh, and in the same vein, you know, you sh you can sit there and, and take a bit more initiative on things like on things like this. But he will learn that as as he goes along. And typically, yeah. it's by making little mistakes like that that you end up. He'll never make that mistake again, now, yeah. will he? So yeah. no, it's um, yeah, it is very it is very difficult. And also, what I find difficult is because um, you do stuff on autopilot. It's very hard to slow yourself down and then try and explain how to do it. Yeah, because. I just go in and I've, a few times, you know, I've gone to show him. He said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, hang on a minute. And then you've had to slow yourself <laughs> right now. Well, actually, how do I do it? You know, because you just do it naturally. Yeah. So then slow down and and um, do it through with him. It's, um, yeah, stuff does take a, a lot longer. It's, um, I, had, I had it with Ryan, you know, because I said, because when, when Max first died, I didn't really know what level he was at. So I said to him, go and prep that room, you know, so I, I thought you could do that because yeah. that's what he yeah. told me was that sort of, that's the level he was at. And of course, we all sort of boost <laughs> ourselves up, don't we, a little bit when we go <laughs> and get a job. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he went into this room and it took him forever. And I thought, what is he doing in there? So anyway, I went in there and it was, honestly, it was terrible, you know. So I spoke to Ryan in the evening. I said, you know, what, you know, how do I, what do I do? Because, you know, he's a good lad. I don't want to. He said, well, he said, pick another room. He said, you go in there with him. He said, take him through two walls prep. He said, then leave the other two walls for him to prep himself. Mm -hmm. He said, because then, and it did. It took about three hours to actually go through it, to me, me to do it, and then for him to do it. But like you say, once you invest that time, then next time when he comes to do it, he should know what he's doing. And if he does it wrong, you know, you've, you said, well, look, we have gone through it. So, but yeah, it, it does, it does take a lot longer on your jobs, but hopefully if you take that time and show them right, that it's, it's a good investment and it will, you know, it will yield dividends for you. That's a good point. Good. I, I like the word investing time. I think that neatly leads me on to my next question is, well, personally, I think a lot of people mess up with apprentices and stuff like that because they almost begrudge investing time and money in someone who will more than likely end up and go off and doing it themselves. Uh, is this a conversation you've had with Max? Do you have a sort of plan of, look, Max, I want to basically I want to train you well enough so that you can go off and do this on your yeah, own well, but i'd like well, you to stay with me essentially yeah well but the whole the whole idea is that i eventually said to him look i want you to be a better decorator than me yeah i want you i want you to be you know to make me you know think fucking how have you done that max <laughs> and then eventually i want you to have a max i want you to get you know so that you're then responsible for someone mm. and you can so and like i say if you but my my thing is if i think if i treat him well enough and you know we've talked about sort of like a bit of a bonus scheme for jobs and mm -hmm. that I did, well, I sort of started with Ryan and that proved really popular. It sort of, it, it, well, it did, it did work well. It, yeah. He did let me forget it. You see, <laughs> and he tells his bad side. He doesn't actually you, talk, you, talk about the still profit. Ryan Avan, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of yeah, your bonus scheme? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't talk about the profit share thing we've had in place and all that, because that doesn't suit his sort of, um, his, his, uh, his <laughs> argument, his does it? <laughs> yeah exactly that's it, yeah but um but no and i think yeah i think you if if people think they're being f treated fairly and looked after then you know hopefully they'll hang around a bit definitely uh that's that's the old saying isn't it train them well enough that they can leave treat them well enough that they'll stay yeah yeah uh, and yeah i i think particularly with in trades like this you've got to make that decision early enough you can't be afraid that you're going to train them up and the, and they'll leave. You have to just invest that time and just yeah. go for it on the basis that you want them to stay. And you'll lose some. You might lose a lot of, of good yeah. staff over the years, but you will keep hold of some as well. Uh, but I think if you've always got 
in the back of your head, oh, I don't want to invest too much time because he might not be working for me next year. That will just show in, in yeah, everything exactly. that you do. And, yeah. and that will just lead to them not performing to, to the level you want them to. And, and, it, and you, owe, you owe it to your, the person you're with to actually give them 100%. Why, mm. why would you just give them 50%? You know, you owe it yeah. to your business as well, really, because they're a reflection on, on you. And if yeah. you're only giving them 50%, they're not going to they're not gonna be the best they can be for your business. Yeah. And I think, yeah having honest conversations about this sort of thing is is crucial and i think if you haven't already you you could sit down with max and go look i haven't done this a lot i haven't taken on many apprentices and stuff like that so yeah. along the way i'm going to cock up and say things i shouldn't say and do things yeah, wrong yeah. and i'm going to learn as my as learn as i go in the same way that he's learning how to decorate as he goes along uh you're going to say look we're, we're going to make mistakes here um bear with it this is the situation we're both going to work together and come out of this better off you're helping me and i'm helping you and yeah we'll, we'll just keep working on it so I think... well we had this, we had this conversation this morning um yesterday afternoon we'd been done white ceilings and we had some white walls to do mm -hmm. so turn around and he's washing out his white roller i said why are you washing, <laughs> why are you washing that out max i said because we've got white walls to do tomorrow oh yeah i just wanted to keep it clean i said well if you want to keep your roller clean i said do it in your own fucking time. Don't do it in mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's a typical arsehole boss thing to say, isn't it? Yeah. You know, thought, and I spoke to Tony about it last night. I said, look, I could have done that a lot better. You know, don't wash them out. Um, don't wash it out, Max. You know, your time, you, you're better than that. You, you know, you could be doing something a lot more valuable, you know, because you, you uh, so I said that to him this morning. I said, I, I really shouldn't have um, shared, you know, spoke to you like i did yesterday about that washing out the roller yeah i said you know you could have done, you know you're you're better than that you can actually do stuff you know you could be rubbing down doing a bit of undercoating i said that's much more valuable than washing out the roller so like you say oh yeah yeah i said well i shouldn't have really spoke the way i did i said it was a bit shitty and it was a bit shitty really but you just see it don't you, you think fucking hell he's doing that washing that roller it's costing me you know, it's only 10 minutes or whatever but if yeah. you put stuff in the van, you could be sweeping up. You could be hoovering. You know, we just something a lot more useful than washing out his roller. But yeah, and we had the chat, and it, I think that's quite good because it, again, like you say, it shows that you're not always going to get things right. You're not always going to say the right thing at the right time. And if, as long as you're aware of that, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know. No, I think it's it's perfectly fine to show your human side, even yeah. to to your staff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, and they'll appreciate it but yeah there's again that that's another one of those situations where you could have dealt with it better he could have took a bit more initiative and yeah just gone oh, yeah. do you know what let's think about this for a second uh i'm, I'm going to be using this again so let's yeah. just wrap it yeah. up in cling film or, or do exactly, whatever yeah. yeah but yeah we've all we yeah no one died i got a bit pissed off but mm. it's, yeah it was all sorted out in the end so yeah. Good. And again, um, again it's about learning to to work together as well that's a massive one as well it's actually you know when you see two decorators have been working together for years get yeah. go in a room they can paint a room and they don't even have to talk they know their roles they and ron and i got to that stage and once you get to that stage that's when you can earn some good money because yeah. you both know what you've got to do and you're both good at what you do you know it's that's the place you want to get to is so that you know you don't even need to talk you just go in there do your jobs and you get it done yeah listen to i don't know maybe a podcast with john mears no. and, and trev and <laughs> <laughs> just uh dance around the room just doing a, an easy job earning loads of money that's what it's yeah, all about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so what about uh letting do you let max do his own work does he do the odd sort of home job yeah. on, on a weekend I've, and stuff like that i've, said, I've got no i got no problem with doing your own job i said just don't i said if if i find you're talking to my customers i said then that's a big no-no i said they're my customers you know if they ask you you say no ask trevor i don't do you know you're um oh yeah you're trevor's customer not mine yeah i said yeah. but i said you've got no i've got no problems with you doing your own stuff at weekends I said, and also I said, if you find some work that you think's too big for you and you want to get me involved, then I'll give you a 10% cut of the job. I said, so I'll price the job and whatever it comes to, you'll get 10%. Mm. So I think, you know, 
I think that's fair because he's put himself out and, you know, he'll know people. And why shouldn't he get a bit more for finding a job? Definitely. And I think, I think it's an important part of having an apprentice is, is to let them do their own jobs because they'll learn a lot from that. I think, yeah. Because uh, they'll see the whole job from start to finish then, in t- including dealing with the customers and, and exactly, all that yeah. stuff. And, and, and waiting for their money. Out, taking payments, yeah, waiting for your money and things like that. So, yeah, it's important. And I think that will – that means that, you know, your Max, well, next time he turns up to a job with you, he's less likely to make those silly little – yeah rookie mistakes those apprentice mistakes isn't it? because he's gone out he's done it on his own so he's more more likely to use his initiative because he has to do that he has to rely on himself when he's doing his own job so he'll yeah. uh, he'll have a he'll think it through a bit more and he'll be planning things and yeah know, not, not doing things like cleaning out rollers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i said yeah i said it might seem something like something petty but it does make it does have an impact on the on you know but um no if you like i say that's 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 the only thing i've said to him really about and i think he like to say he's good because they do get an understanding of it's not just a matter of turn up for the day and doing your job if they're doing their own jobs yeah like you say it's a whole new ball game have you um have you had to have any difficult conversations with him yet and uh you know only, only, he's only really I, buggered up or I know only, that had, I, uh, only that i put his money down that was yeah um, but even then i chickened out and emailed <laughs> him rather than out of face-to-face conversation so that was a bit shitty but uh, yeah Trev. It's, I know. It, it is really difficult isn't it I know. This, this whole yeah. management side of things uh, yeah so you did it on it you did it on no, email. it was yeah. It was funny, really. It's not funny, really. But um, I made the big mistake of not asking him to confirm that he got the email. So I spent a whole week wondering <laughs> if he knew that he was on less money until I got his invoice on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't until I got his invoice that I realised he'd got my email. But, yeah. Tell you what, if I was Max, I'd have put an invoice in at the old amount. <laughs> And I'd have waited for you to yeah, tell yeah. me in person. And I go, oh, yeah, sorry, exactly. mate, I didn't see your email. It must have yeah. gone into my job. That's what Ma oh. said to me. She said, uh, did you say, please confirm you've read this email? Yeah. I said, no, why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was a very nervous week. But again, it's something, looking back, it's something I should have done face to face. It was a real shitty thing to do on an email. But so if um, you had to do it again now, how would you approach that sort of situation i would i would actually do it i'll i'd probably t- i'd probably say, say exactly what i said in the email but just do it to his face yeah. you know i mean we did i said when he first started that um i started on what he wanted but then we review it in two weeks and of course two weeks turned into nearly nearly eight weeks so he had a good run on the on the money that he was on yeah and yeah it was just it was just stressing me out i'm thinking i'm paying you this much money and you're not worth this much money and yeah so basically that's what i put in email but i really should have should have bloody done it like the manly way and done it face to face (laughs) but yeah it's um yeah it's not it wasn't pretty i didn't enjoy doing it but yeah that's probably the worst thing i've had to say well i've had to communicate shall we say (laughs) so one of the things that taking on apprentices sort of tends to lead to is, is growing your business in general. And I know yeah. this is something you're working on quite a lot at the moment. You're a very, very old man. Uh, yeah. You're thanks. probably looking to, <laughs> well, Ryan's not here to take the piss out of you. So. No, exactly. Yeah. Someone's got, well, no, I got, I got, I got, someone's got to do it. It's not a yeah. job role. It's not a vacancy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I know that, you're interested in growing your business a little bit, perhaps yeah. uh, taking yourself out of the business as, as much as you can, coming off the brush yeah. a little bit. So this is sort of step one in a in a larger plan. So yeah. let's talk about steps of, of growing your business. So is it sort of number one step for you was, right, let's get an apprentice on board and yeah. uh, and build from there? Yeah, it's it's about it's it's about getting someone. I mean, I'm miles away from being able to leave him on his own. Yeah, but it's about sort of like taking him on, and then maybe being able to leave him for sort of an afternoon on a Friday or a Monday or something, or you know, and then just gradually sort of ease myself out of the day to day being on the tools. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because like it's like you say, you know, I it's it's it is a, it is quite a physical job. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy I love meeting customers and doing that side of the thing of that of the business. And um so I'd like to do that and I'm not I think um one of the old boys I used that that sort of I started with way back, um, he's just about given up now and he's seventy four. You know, and I don't want to I don't want to be decorated when I'm seventy four. No. You know. He, and it not not only is he stopped decorating, he was doing he was decorating new builds. Oh bloody 70, hell. So... At seventy four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you Work think it's hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, if in, in decorators years, that's probably about 152. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's mad. And he yeah. phoned me up. He said, oh, he said, he said, um, uh, he said, I've put your name forward to the builder. I know the builder. Uh-huh. And he said, uh, you know, if you if you if you want to take it on, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take it on. But and I said, well, also, Les, if you want to, because I know he likes to go out and about and do a few things. I said, well, if you want a couple of days. I said, then, oh, yeah, just turn up. I said, and we'll sort something out for you. Because I think, I, and again, I think even at 74, I think you've still got to keep, you've got to do something. You, you know, you see these people that retire and they just rot, don't they? And within a few years, they've gone. I've, you know, you, I don't think it's good for, for someone that's been used to working all their life, especially, like I say, in a quite a physical role. Yeah. To all of a sudden, just stop. I don't think it does you any good. Yeah, you've got to have something to keep working or something to keep you active, particularly yeah. so, yeah, if, you, if you've had such a full-on job running your own business and it's a physical job, you can't yeah. just stop because yeah. you'll just you'll just fall off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Just... I mean, that was, that, that was my other consideration as well, was because it is a big step taken on, Mm. you know people and you do feel like you're responsible for them i know some people say oh well yeah you know it's they they know their role they're self-employed and it's, it comes with but you know i i do feel a little bit more we have a bit of responsibility for them mm. so i also consider taking on maybe sort of like a semi-retired person i think it's just about taking you know taking little steps and just getting used to that and then oh right i can take a bigger step now and as long as you're moving forward and doing something i think you're heading in the right direction so a semi-retired bloke, you know, for for two or three days a week would be ideal. That's a good point. And this is one of the things I think puts off a lot of people taking staff on is as soon as you take a, a staff member on, you get this immediate feeling of responsibility that you've got to start finding, well, almost twice as much work, really, haven't yeah. you? You've yeah. got to keep your – all of a sudden you've gone from – six months of work in front of you to three months of work in front of you because you've just doubled your workforce so how have you how have you dealt with that how do you keep things together what's your plan have you increased your your marketing work or did you have a lot of work in front of you already how are you keeping that responsibility i i took max on really because i had a lot of work anyway yeah and i'm not being rude but he's not of that sort of level where he's made a real big impact he hasn't reduced six months work of worth of work down to three okay you know what i mean he's probably made six months work of worth of work seven no <laughs> <laughs> no he hasn't but i mean hopefully he will do yeah uh but i i've just taken him on really because as a long-term goal you know yeah. not not to make an immediate impact because if i if i wanted to do that i'd probably be looking more sort of like subbies or something like you know something like that which i'm um but I, i'm thinking with max again it's about investing the time the energy and getting him to do things the way you want them done yeah you know so it's so taking on apprentice it's not like you've immediately got to fill your diary up with loads more work because it's as you say it's a process it takes a little bit of time so yeah you you've got time to improve the um, your marketing and get more and more leads yeah. in, and you'll find that you're able to take on more jobs this is the other thing i think uh, a lot of people need to remember that you probably turn down a fair bit of work because you're too busy and stuff like that so once you start taking staff on you'll just be saying yes to more of those jobs and you will yeah. be able to stay busy but it's still it's a it's another anxiety and it? it's another worry it's another responsibility yeah. trying to I mean, keep someone yeah. else busy as well. 
and some people don't think it is a it, it is a you know whether they whether they actually do say that it's not important and they actually deep down think it is important but i'm quite i feel that you know because it's quite mature well yeah you know you could do that take them or take it or leave they could if i got work they're working if i haven't they haven't but yeah there's only so many times you get you people you know get treated like that and they won't bother coming working for you mm. so i think you've got to have a little bit of empathy for them and try and you know I, when i had ryan with me there was days when he, he you know i'd have him doing jobs at home yeah. you know paying the horse stairs and landing or the kitchen or just to keep him busy to give him a day's money so you do you do sort of try and find work for 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 people it's well even to come to that i've got a little workshop and um we got rained off the other day so we built a like a training wall got some got some ply got a bit of coving got some skirting ball put some door frames up yeah and i just said you know if you get if we get an afternoon or something you come up here and max loved it he's just thought it's yeah it's just it was just honus you know put a bit of coving up with a bit of a return so we could actually you could do a bit of wallpapering on there and i think also that helps i mean i'm really fortunate to be able to do that but it's nice then i you know for him to be able to do that without the pressure of being in a customer's home without the customer looking and wondering what he's doing he can actually go up there make the mistakes you know in front of if anything just me yeah and i can sort of run him through showing what he's doing wrong and it's a much more relaxed way to learn i think rather than have the pressure of the customer's eyes on you yeah that's it you can right. You can make a lot of silly mistakes when you feel the pressure of someone, yeah, someone yeah. watching you, and uh, yeah, a couple of couple of practice runs in in a workshop somewhere, and he's going to be a much more valuable asset to you, isn't he? Yeah, really, so yeah. it's it's worth worth the investment. Well, like uh, I say, I, I'm lucky with my workshop, but I mean, there's nothing to say. If, you know, if, if you've got a garage or a, you know somewhere a space, you only need a sheet of plasterboard that you can put up and. You know, get them to mess around. It gets them the basic skills. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, the last thing on on keeping them busy is, yeah, I think it's good if it makes you uncomfortable, if it worries you, gives you a bit of anxiety because that's when you're so, that means you're out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Without yeah. Being there, you're not going to grow. You're not going to develop your business. It's very easy to just get comfortable, isn't it, and just sit and tread water. So yeah. at some point, you've got to take the plunge you've got to take on staff and and take that extra stress of of trying to find enough work to to look after two people and then ultimately you'll get to a point where that becomes easy and becomes comfortable and and then you'll go right let's take on another person you'll get that stress yeah. again and yeah a lot of people um and it's absolutely fine to just just stay in in the comfort zone and just keep doing it if it's working for you then fine but if you want yeah. to grow i think you've you've got to appreciate if you if you want to grow it's going to feel uncomfortable a lot yeah. you've you got to get used to that feeling yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's i spoke to tony about it and he said you know he just makes he said make a list you know what could go well and then what could go badly and yeah. it's just about eliminating you know the bad things that could happen to you the you know eliminating the bad side and trying to make the 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 better the what could go well even better so when you actually sit down it's still a gamble but it's it's more of a calculated risk than a oh shit let's just do it you actually you know what the potential pitfalls could be so you're yeah. aware of them and you can keep an eye out for them so you know it just makes you a little bit more um you know, like i say aware of what, what what could possibly go wrong so you, you you're on your guard sort of thing definitely so last bit then that i want to cover is one of the most important things to any decorator is your reputation that's where yeah. all your all your work comes from there's a lot of word of mouth and uh referrals in in the painting and decorating so protecting your reputation when you've got other people working for you it's yeah. got to be a consideration and so how have you managed that obviously at the moment max isn't doing anything on his own you're always there to yeah yeah uh, make sure that what he's doing is correct and i guess if he if he cocks up you're there and you're able to, to fix it, it off. yeah <laughs> um i don't know i might get shot down here but i am trying to um get in with well, i'm already in with one local company but um letting's companies you know yeah. where so i'm thinking um generally uh that's the standard of 
sort of decorating it in a letting is not as high as a domestic. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm um, I'm thinking that would be a good testing ground. You know, I'd still be there, but if it does go wrong, it's not as vital as Mrs. Jones's lounge. You know, nine times out of ten, you don't see a landlord, and nine times out of ten, as long as it's clean and fresh and looks nice, it's good enough. You know, I it's... Think that's a that's a really good way of testing the water uh, because yeah, an apprentice cocking up a, a a rental is less likely to come back on you than like you say, yeah, messing up Mrs. Jones's front room. Nine times out of ten, the carpet's been replaced as well. So mm. you know, if you do knock over because max has got his flipping terrible habit of leaving lids off paint <laughs> yeah in fact now every time i find a lid off the paint i'm about i'm finding him a pound so yeah yeah it's, it's <laughs> all, all of a sudden i'm not finding that many lids off paint but you know what it's like don't you it's yeah it, it sends a shudder down my flipping spine yeah. when you see has he not yeah, won so, over yet no I hope he doesn't. That's what, he, that's what he needs to do, isn't it? Because you, yeah. you'll only knock it over once, then yeah. he'll learn. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be good if you Unfortunately, so with my public liability. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think no, it makes but, good business sense putting putting your apprentice on lettings jobs as well. Because yeah. usually, as you say, they don't want the high class finish. They don't want to pay much money. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it, it's cheaper for you as a business to put your apprentice on it because and your, also your hourly rate is too much for it to be honest and also it builds confidence doesn't it yeah for them they can um get over there and it, i'd be much more inclined to say oh well you know get over there max and start and i'll be over sort of 10 o'clock ish so you can get, actually get in get set up and like you say you could actually get the rentals at a cheaper rate mm, that could make you a lot more time efficient for the rest of your jobs within the business so yeah it could start off as right max meet me here we'll, we'll start this job off on this rental i'm then going to go out and do two or three quotes and come back at the end of the day and, and see where you're up to yeah and that sort of means that you're keeping an eye on him yeah you're well, then not getting... running around doing quotes in the evening so you're saving your own time yeah giving him a bit of responsibility yeah and also yeah like i say you can grow in confidence and he can get an idea of how to run a because that's the other thing that I'm trying to explain it all going through them in a minute is getting how to work through the job logically. You know, there's no point sort of filling the skirtings when you haven't painted the ceiling, paint the ceiling first. So that's drying. Then you can fill the skirtings, but it's all a, it's all a way of working that you've actually got to think through. And if it, it like I say, like if you left him there on his own to actually think it through. So, so are yeah. you, so are you, at the moment are you not doing like full works instructions for each job because i think that would be the next step it'd be when you're leaving him on his own you need to hand over a piece of paper and it's like here right here's the works instruction ceiling then fill this then sand that down yeah, then I do did. this just step I've... by step it takes time obviously to do it but <laughs> yeah and now I, I did do like a flow diagram of it yeah so and i showed it to him he said that would be really useful but what i didn't want to do was give it to him first off and then he'd think that's the gospel yeah so i want him to see a little few variations so then he's got he's got like the basics and then he's got this diagram that if something does go wrong that he can refer to yeah well that'd be you, you could make it yeah slightly more vague so here's sort of the five stages that we need to cover off to to complete this room there's going to be variables along the way which yeah. i'm sure using your your initiative you'll be able to solve but yeah let's just say there's five steps i'm going to go out for the day and by the time i get back i want you to be on at least step three yeah uh, yeah that's a good idea start and start building it in like that yeah yeah that's that's um that's that's i mean also i've the way i price my work i i can actually um bring it down to a time admittedly it'd be slower for him but you know yeah. the scenes would take x amount of time the walls would take x amount so i could say well this should take it would take me sort of an hour so if you can do it in an hour and a half then or two hours then you're doing all right you know it's and i think that'd help him sort of judge where he needs to be as well mm, you can start building that up then yeah start getting to the point where you go right this would take me in an hour uh if you can do it 
in an hour as well to the right standard, then your pay's going up. Well, yeah, exactly. No, because yeah, you are then more valuable well, to me and the yeah. business. Yeah, that's a good idea. I've not really thought about that, but yeah, that would be. Um, well, of course, you've thought cool. about it. You don't want to pay him extra money, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, of course, you haven't thought about it because you're not in sales and marketing. <laughs> you could have made yourself look really good there, John. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we've uh, we've covered that quite nicely. So, yeah. Final word then: Should people be hiring apprentices? I think that's a a resounding yes. It's something if you want to move your business forward. Yeah, I was, it's exactly what I was going to say. If you want to invest in your business and want the you know want the right people, it's not it's not a quick fix for sure. But no. if you want you know if you want to keep your reputation and get the right people long term in your business, then definitely. Yeah. And I think you've got to you've got to understand that by doing that, it's it's a step for you and your business. And you've got to appreciate you're probably not a very good manager. Uh, you might not have any management experience. No. So you've got to you've got to appreciate that when you're taking on staff, you have to do as much learning as the apprentice has to do. And you've got to be aware of that. And you've got to commit to improving yourself yeah. uh, in the same way that the apprentice is committing to improving their decorating. So, uh, yeah. and don't, and don't expect to get it right first time or second time or third no. time. It will, it will take you a few goes, but that's, that's part of, of what it is, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, and, and learning. And I think, yeah, being a boss is not a sort of like an entitlement. It's something you've got to earn yeah you know you've got to be you, you know everybody can be the boss but you know to be a good one it takes a lot of effort yes uh so all the things you see on linkedin all the time the difference between a manager and a boss or the or the difference between a boss and a leader you want to be a yeah. leader don't you rather yeah. than a rather than a boss or a manager yeah all right perfect trev where can everyone uh, hear more about you? Oh yeah, we've got we've got the like you said the two decorators of the microphone podcast from Ryan and I, which is totally different to this. It's just a load of um, <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's Ryan swearing and telling you his opinions on everything, and then me just trying to calm him down. Yeah. But um, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's a great listen if you're uh, in a in a property it's a property on your own, but um, and if you've got customers. Put your headphones in because yeah, you don't need them. <laughs> um, yeah, and on um, Insta, TJ Decorating, uh, Facebook, all over the place. Yeah, you'll you, you'll find me, TJ something. So yeah, TJ something. He's yeah. always. Uh, I'll uh, I'll put links in the description probably if I remember. If not, well, oh well. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there'll be another opportunity. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Uh, if you want more from me, then go to my website, jmears.co.uk slash ebook, and you can get a free copy of my ebook, uh, which will give you seven free tips on marketing for your painting and decorating business. Trev, once again, thank you very much for joining me. Lovely. Cheers, John. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye.